0: and welcome to Starkville's House of L. This is episode 97 And Derek's not with me today. We are fast approaching our episode 100. Uh, what hopes to be or what we hope to be is an extravaganza for episode 100. And that'll lead us right into episode 101 which will coincide with the Smallville premiere of Season 8, Episode 801, and we are stoked. I am, of course, Steve. You may know me from Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com. And I'm glad to be here with you today, and though I'm going to miss Derek, I feel kind of, when it comes to doing shoe, I always get nervous because this is not my show. This is, this is Derek's show it's his baby, it's his creation, and he's the man when it comes to Starkville's House of L. So in fact, let me encourage you to do something right now. That will number one be a great thing for Derek, but number two, it'll totally he hates stuff like this. He hates it when I do stuff like this. Email him Derek at smallvillepodcast dot com. And let him know just how awesome you think he is and thank him for the job he's done and all that good stuff. And, Derek, if you edit this out, I will make this call again and again and again. I'll do it on Geek Out Loud where you can't edit it out. How about that, yo? And, um... But let him know that, uh, that you think he's awesome, that you think he's great. Picture of, of me with a big thumbs up right here because Derek is the man. And so just let him know you appreciate him and all that he does for the show. Because oil prices are going up, gas is going up, hurricanes are coming to America. But Starkville's House of Ale stands strong, and we are not going up in price. For the same low, low price of nothing, you get the same what some would call quality of a podcast. And I really appreciate you guys being with me and, and hanging with me on this episode. I want to say a special thank you to Crystal and Logan for recording episode 96. They did an outstanding job talking about the sheroes of Smallville, and those girls do a wonderful job with their podcast, Squint Squad. If you watch the show Bones at All, you will really enjoy it. And I want to say especially kind of inside right now to Crystal and Logan, I was sitting at home uh, Wednesday night, waiting on something else to come on, and got totally sucked into... No, I know what it was. I was about to put in because I hadn't had a chance yet to watch the premiere of uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which is another podcast Derek and I have. We do on that show, Skynex. You can check that out at Um But anyhow, I was watching... This, I, I, I turned on the TV. I was getting ready to go flip over my DVR, and Bones was on, and I totally got sucked in. It is a great show, and I wish I watched it more than I did. But those girls do an outstanding podcast about Bones. So check them out, uh, the Squint Squad. You can do a search for it on iTunes, I'm sure. And be able to find it. Well, there's not a lot of news we're going to cover in this episode. This episode is going to be mostly devoted to you, and then we're going to do a little geek out loud style shoe as we talk about, as we just kind of geek out a little bit about Smallville. Uh, the one thing I want to do first off is mention uh, the the only little bit of news we have is that Starkville's House of L was reviewed. Now we know there is a history with Geek Out Loud and SkyNext and this little bitty British magazine called Sci-Fi Now, and they hated both podcasts, and that has started a flurry. We we still get emails to this day about don't worry about this, don't worry about this. Um, but we were reviewed over on that podcast show, and uh, it's hosted by Daniel and Jana, and that and the whole podcast is they review podcasts. And on the particular episode they reviewed us on, they also reviewed Spider-Man Crawl Space, which is one of the podcasts on my iPod right now, uh, the Batman Universe podcast, which I'm not familiar with, and then, of course, us. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. These guys were really fair. They're firm. Now, they, they pride themselves on edgy reviews, edgy podcast reviews, and they do um, they do not pull any punches. They do, you know, they really kind of... Kind of just go right to the gut, and but they were very fair with us. I think, even though the averaged out rating we got was only two and a half stars, Um, I'll just read real quick what comes from their website. Derek Russell and Steve Glosson host this podcast dedicated to the TV show Smallville. Smallville covers Clark Kent's life as a teenager as he discovers his superpowers. Smallville is about to begin its eighth season, so the hosts have had a lot of material to cover. Consequently, there are close to a hundred episodes of this podcast. Episodes last anywhere from thirty minutes to two hours. Many of shoes shows that 's hard to say shoes shows follow new Smallville episode releases. So the podcasts generally consist of discussion about these episodes as well as their listener emails. Since this show is mostly discussion-based, bumpers to break up the episodes would be a nice addition. Video podcasting has also been employed to cover gatherings such as the recent Dragon Con in Atlanta, and we are amazed at the the variety and quantity of content. Now, basically, here's what happened with this whole thing. The bumper thing is music that will separate sections and that kind of thing, and I will take that, and I think Derek even accepts that as a legit criticism of the show. Jaina, on the other hand, on the show, she really thought that Derek and I were fighting. Now, we know a lot of people did because it kind of came out of the blue when we did that whole episode. And we were trying to get something started that people would enjoy that would be funny and they would just kind of want to see what happens. In the forums, people were choosing sides and, um, you know, and, it, and, I, and I still take the blame. It was kind of my idea to take it and run with it because what had happened was is Derek and I were kind of just picking around with each other in public, and some people started wondering, well, what's really going on here? And um, and I said, hey, let's run with this thing. How do you feel about running with this thing? And let's put it on the show and and do the shoe Civil War. And, I mean, we had people making videos and everything. It was hilarious. Well, we did the show. We were a little hard on each other. And um, if you know that it's a joke and go back and listen, you can hear me. Laugh or almost laugh several times because I just couldn't believe some of the things Derek was saying and the way he was saying. It. But, but Jana really thought it was real. Jana, I'm not really sure how to pronounce her name. I apologize for that if you guys are listening now. Um, and she thought it was real, and that kind of messed up her enjoyment of the show because of the way we aired things out. Uh, they also mentioned our times being differently, and and I'll say this for for that, you know, like this episode is probably going to run maybe 30 minutes. And it's because of not as much content as what would be on another show. And there's some weeks where we're able to have a lot of content and other weeks where we're not able to. And what happened, for example, what happened on other podcasts, SkyNext this past summer is there was so little news about the Sarah Connor Chronicles that came out that any time we sat down to do an episode, it felt like, well... We're we're really not doing an episode about the TV show that this is supposed to be about, and so uh, things kind of got spaced out. And so conversely, the fans and listeners of that show were unhappy that we weren't putting out podcasts consistently over the summer. In this case, if you know, it'd be the same situation. So you're either going to go with less episodes or longer episodes, you know, to kind of even out the times. And and I think I don't know. I I will say I like the way we do things because the podcast. Though we try to be professional, you know, like I say, we're not. This is not a professional thing we're doing, and and so you know. But they were very fair, and Daniel especially loved the show. Jana, her experience with the show was ruined because of what we were trying to do with Civil War, and so uh, you know. Hopefully, she's given us another chance and listened. Uh, she's not a big fan of Smallville anyway, so, so, you know, she's not going to be a big listener to the show. But go check them out. It was, like I say, it was a fair, I cannot complain. I cannot say our feelings are hurt. It was a very fair review, and overall a very positive review. And so any any publicity is good publicity, so we appreciate them doing that. One thing we wanted to do, or I wanted to do on this episode, is really get into your emails, and so we're going to jump into this right now. Our first one comes from Carmelo. Uh, he says, I wanted to give my opinion on the Legion of Superheroes. As you should know by now, because it's been all over the place, uh, Jeff Johns is pinning Episode 811, originally we thought it was 809, it's been bumped to episode 11 of season 8. And it's going to be called Legion, and the Legion of Superheroes are coming to Smallville. Uh, Superman is an important person to the Legion, and for what they stand for, they see him as what they should be like as a hero and a person. But you know this, of course. Well, I do, but maybe our listeners don't. Um, The Legion of Superheroes is a group of superheroes from the distant future. And they actually, in the comic book continuity pre-crisis, and if you know what I mean by pre-crisis, it's before D.C. had revamped its continuity, went back in time and got Superboy from Smallville and brought him to the future with them for several years, and then, of course, deposited him right back in his own time so that, you know, no one ever realized he was gone, and... in Some continuities he'd forgotten, and other continuities, and he now remembers. Now they've Jeff Johns, the incredible. Let's bring it all back together and fix continuity without rubbing everything out. Has done a wonderful job of bringing that back around uh, in Action Comics. He says of the three founding members, Cosmic Boy, Lightning Lad, and Saturn Girl. Cosmic Boy strives to be like Superman, and in doing that, inspires others to unite. So if they are in the future and they see Clark not being the person they honor, they may go back in time and show him how one man has inspired thousands. You know how sometimes in Smallville Clark strays from the path given to him and he loses faith in himself, also doubts himself at times. The Legion may show that he is at the heart of the Legion and the values of the Kents gave Clark are now cemented in all, that, in all of the Legion. I know I went on a bit, but I love the Legion and Superman. What do you think the Legion's reasons for coming to Smallville are now? Which of the Legion do you think will believe, do you believe will be on Smallville? I think the founding members, because if I was Cosmic Boy and had a chance to meet my hero, I would volunteer. Have a great week and keep up the stellar work with the podcast. Thanks. Peace. And that's from Carmelo. He says, sorry if it didn't make any sense. It did make sense. Um, I think, and is obviously a bigger Legion fan than I ever was, um, but I think the three that he mentions, Cosmic Boy, Lightning Lad, and Saturn Girl, are the ones in the comics who originally went back in time to uh, find Clark. And And I would imagine that that's how they do it on this episode. I don't think that we're going to see a huge, huge Legion show up. We may. Um, there may be a neat crowd shot or something, but I don't think we're going to see a huge, huge Legion show up to Clark. I think it's going to be primarily those three. Why they're coming back, I don't know. Um, I, I, there may be some stuff in the next few weeks that you'll get in spoilers from us. I'm not real sure right now why they'd come back, other than the fact that maybe they're facing a threat that needs to be, that only Clark can help them with. Maybe it's a, a situation where they're seeing some things. As you commented on, um, they see some things in Clark's life that need to be fixed or the future's going to be messed up. You know, And so obviously they're going to have a huge part in uh, in getting Clark closer and closer to his destiny, which is what this season is going to be all about. Uh, the next one comes from Jesse, and he says, I love the Smallville podcast, guys. Very informative and fun. I was wondering if you could explain something to me. Why does everyone say the Hulk movie from a few years ago sucks? I watched it and thoroughly enjoyed it. If it sucks because it's shallow, I don't think that's really a valid complaint with the Hulk. Hulk smashes the whole character. Not much depth there. So why all the hating on the original Hulk? (laughs) Um, What's funny is Derek actually sent uh, me these emails to read, and I know why he used that one because he knows I love the Hulk. I do love the Hulk. I like the Hulk movie from a few years ago from what it was, but here's the reason most people say it has nothing to do with how shallow it is. It has to do with how deep it tries to be. And and I think the the emphasis there is on the word tries. It attempts Ang Lee attempted to make some type of psychological examination of Bruce Banner and the Hulk. And and that comes from the comics. That's you know, that's very there is a shadow of what was done in the comics in the Hulk movie that Ang Lee made but what happens is uh, his the, the situation with his father was very different you know they they made his father into one of the Hulk's key villains the absorbing man and and a lot of people were kind of miffed about that there wasn't enough Hulk smash for me the wonder of the movie was totally removed because all the cool stuff was in the trailers. And come to find out, that's the only cool stuff they you know, that the reason they did that and the re- is because there was nothing else they could really show and make a good Hulk trailer. You know, if you have just the trailer of the Incredible Hulk movie, just the TV spots and the trailers, you, you would think on the surface, what an awesome movie. Once you get into it, it's very complex, very deep. There didn't seem to be, the timing seemed to be off, so that you didn't really get excited or pumped when you were supposed to. His first Hulk out, I was like, mm, I'm kind of bored now. You know, it, it just, it didn't flow very well. I didn't have a problem with the with the nanobots and, you know, them being switched on or activated or uh, charged by gamma radiation. I didn't have a problem with the origin. I had a problem with just how messed up the whole thing was. You know, I don't know. It just seemed to be a sloppy Hulk movie. You could have put another monster, another person who changes into a monster, in a similar origin there, and, and people would have criticized it, saying, well, they were just trying to be like the Hulk. You know, and the problem is, is that once they named the movie The Hulk, people are still saying, "Well, you were just trying to be the Hulk," because it really—I don't know—it just—it wasn't—it wasn't as Hulk smash as it needed to be. Whenever I watch that movie now, I usually don't sit through the whole thing. I just fast forward to the desert scene and um, and watch them take out the tanks and watch them leap around the desert. You know, they did. They captured. They, there was a lot they did right. But there was more that they did wrong than they did right. And as a Hulk fan, I defended the movie as best I could. But in the back of my mind, I always felt like, wow, I'm really disappointed in what we got. Now, with the Incredible Hulk that came out this summer, I was super happy with what we got. I absolutely loved it. And can't wait for more of those things from Marvel Studios. But this isn't a Hulk podcast. This is a Smallville podcast. Let's see what we got here. This is from Alex. Hey, everyone, at Starkville's House of L. Hey, Alex. Long-time fan of Smallville and Superman and newly converted shoe fan. Well, we're glad to have you, Alex. Don't go back and listen to Civil War or you'll think we hate each other. I enjoy listening to the podcast and really appreciate what you guys do for all the fans out there. I've watched Smallville from the beginning. However, my discovery of the online fandom in House of L came very late in the game. I would say so. I registered with Site last year and have since then always had a place to come and express my views on the show and my favorite comic hero, Superman. Yes, you said that. Uh, he says, I think Craig Burnett in advance for this, giving fans like me such a wonderful site to visit is truly inspiring, and is why I believe so many sites for the show exist today. Yeah, you need to email Craig with that, buddy, not us. I have strong feelings and high hopes for this season of Smallville. I honestly think it's going to be the best one and possibly the closest thing we'll ever get to Superman with Clark Kent finally taking that final step. Working at the Daily Planet with Lois Lane, using the paper's resources to save people, it actually feels like all the years of watching the teen soap angst of Clark and Lana was all worth it in the end. I've never watched the show for the ships or the shippers. For me, it's always been because of Clark. And also, Lex, seeing those two characters' journey from the beginning is what has kept me watching. It's for that reason why I truly miss Michael Rosenbaum. I think he brought a lot of ro- lot to the role of Lex Luthor and will be remembered as one of the best portrayals of the characters. I completely agree with you there, Alex. I admit that I found myself quite amused when the news hit that the season premiere for Smallville would be titled Odyssey. The reason being is that the word was actually dropped in one of SHU's Season 7 cast by, I think, Derek. With that in mind, I'm eagerly awaiting the announcement of an episode this season titled Mole, <laughs> or "Pie," even. Um, after listening to you guys <laughs> and also to another podcast, I'm starting to think that podcasting is a great way of interacting with fellow fans. Um, and he goes on to talk about hating the own sound of his voice and that kind of thing. Alex, want to want to thank you for your email and, and your kind words about the show. Uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about why people are attracted or what's the appeal of smallville and i think you hit on some key points there and i think a lot of it does have to do with the clark lex relationship i think a lot of it has to do with michael rosenbaum and uh, and we'll talk about that in a little bit the one thing you say about podcasting is how much you hate your own voice i tell you what if you hate your own voice you're never going to be able to do podcasting or broadcasting i had to learn to love the sound of my voice and well quite frankly i do hello ladies this is Big Honkin' Steve with a sexy voice, just giving you a shout out, reminding you that I'm still single and I'm still a geek, which means I'll still be single tomorrow. All right, moving on in our email section. Alex, thanks for um, emailing us there. Appreciate that email. And here comes one from Jonathan. And he says Hi, guys, I just want to say that I absolutely love Shoe. Thank you so much. And I think that you guys are hilarious. I was just wondering if you could do an episode devoted to episode 501, Arrival, with a running commentary on the birth of the Fortress and the process of the training. The reason why is there's a lot from the original Superman, Krypton, and Fortress sequences. Also, can you make sure to let us know when the trailer for Season 8 is up? Thanks for all you do. All right, the season for the trailer for Season 8 is up. There it is. Um, <laughs> At least uh, 801, and you'll have this before 801 airs. So, yeah, the, that, that trailer is up. Um, as for doing an episode devoted to 501, I don't know if you're aware of it, Jonathan, and I'll let everyone aware of it right now. There is a little thing called Shoe 2, and it happens about every six months where Derek and I sit down or Derek and whoever sit down and do commentaries, fan commentaries of the episodes we have done. With Derek, I've done uh, Subterranean and Onyx and uh, had a good time doing those. They're hard to do because it. With the other podcast we've got going, and uh, you know it's hard to find the time to just stop and watch Smallville together, which I know is weird, right? But uh, but that's definitely one we'll put on the list of shoe twos to do. But you can check that out. Um, there's links over at uh, smallvillepodcast.com. dot uh, com. Jump on the forums, talk with us about it. You know, but yeah, I, I really like the idea of doing 501 Arrival. In fact, any of the season premieres are good ones to do. But there's so many good episodes, and so. Uh, I'm not even sure which one we said we're going to do next. I know we both, Derek and I both, are really looking forward to doing insurgents. And finally, this one comes from Aaron. Hey, guys, I was just wondering where your fight was going to lead to. Steve said he had a funny way of ending it, and I was wondering what that was. Okay, here's the thing. Um, I've already talked about a little bit about Civil War, how it started, and that kind of thing, and, and the fact that we wanted to actually go somewhere with it. Um, here, I had a few ideas. Number one, um, the if you notice on the episode we did, Derek was a lot harder on me than I was on him. And we were going to turn around the next episode, and Derek was going to be trying to make the piece, and I was just going to be ripping him another one, so that no one could look and say, well, Derek was more of a jerk than Steve was, or Steve was more of a jerk than Derek was. It, it would be a thing where we just were constantly fighting and arguing, and we were going to get together with some other people, or I was going to try to get some other people involved in this, to where the, by the time we got together at either Comic-Con or Dragon-Con that there would be a, and once and once I found out I wasn't going to Comic-Con I mean, this really was able to amp things up and, yeah. and make the tension that much better for the thing but <laughs> but once we got to Dragon-Con, there was going to be this whole thing where it was going to be a video podcast, and we were going to work together to fight down this. You know, there was going to be a rising threat throughout Civil War that we were just kind of ignoring. And, and we, you know, and these were all details that we hadn't quite worked out. We just, I just knew that this was the way it was going to go. And, and that, so when we got to Dragon Con, there was going to be a whole bunch of just funny moments of us like stuck on an elevator together, even though we didn't want to be, and awkward silences, and, and 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 you know I even wanted to, in the back of my mind, stage a panel situation where we were trying to be nice to each other in front of everybody, but it just wasn't working out, and um, you know until finally whatever the threat would have been really rears its ugly head, and we realized the only way to fight this thing is to band together and uh and and you know do a whole thing where we beat it down or we win and then we just stand there and look at each other in the <laughs> in the uh in in the in the aftermath of the battle and uh and just kind of do like a real man tear breakdown cry thing hug you know and um and then as John Farnham's you're the voice begins to play we walk off in the sunset united ready for what is coming down the pipe with Smallville and Shue. And I, and I think that given the time and and stuff, things could have gotten funny and things could have been okay. You know, there were a lot of mistakes made in the execution. Um, so that's kind of where it was going to lead to. It's not funny to really talk about until you consider just me and Derek just looking at each other with, you know, some being or something just laying at our feet in this massive hall of all these geeks walking around and just – starting to weep in each other's arms. (laughs) We're all someone's daughter. We're all someone's son. How long can we look at each other down the barrel of a gun? Sing it! You're the voice, try and understand it. Make a noise and make it clear. Um, sorry. But... (laughs) But uh, but yeah, that's what was going to happen. And you know, as we walk off, I like what we did at Dragon Con, though. And I want to stop real quick and say, Graham Hancock, thank you so much for the the job you did filming and directing all and editing that whole thing together. Outstanding work, sir. You and Derek had the idea. All I did was walk down the street and smile. So I didn't do much at all. But it was a great time and a, a great time at Dragon Con. Um, so that's our emails and I want to thank everyone for emailing us. You can email us at uh oh my gosh. I don't know. Mail at <laughs> whoo, mail at smallvillepodcast.com. If you want to email one of us directly again, send emails to Derek, letting him know how awesome he is. Derek at smallvillepodcast.com. If you've got anything you want to mail directly to me, Steve at SmallvillePodcast.com and, uh, and we'll try to respond to you and that kind of thing. We we like to read emails. A lot of times we get talk in Smallville so much that we just run out of time and so I was glad to be able to read just a few emails, at least a handful, on this particular podcast. Um, you know, what I wanted to talk about today, when Derek asked me to do this thing uh, alone with just me, I was like, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to talk about? And <clears throat> the other night I was at my house and I had someone over, and we were hanging out, and this person was looking at my DVDs. Now, I don't have the massive, you know, 10,000 DVD collection that, that my good friend Derek Russell has. Derek is like the lord of DVDs, and, uh, and I am not. But, um, but people in my little circle of friends are always amazed at how many I do have, and I really don't have that many. And this person looked down, and they said, what is Smallville? And I said, well, Smallville, that's a show about Clark Kent um, before he was Superman. And it's a, kind of his journey to becoming Superman. And so they're like, oh, so it's a Superman show. I said, yeah, kind of it's a Superman show. I said, And then I made this statement to the person. I said, you know, everyone who looks down there and says, what is Smallville? I pull it out. I put in the first episode for them. Normally it was kind of late so we didn't have time to watch it. I said, I put in the first episode for them and let them watch it. And I'll watch it with them and they want to borrow the season and when they're done with the first season they want to borrow the second season and when they're done with the second season they want to borrow the third season and by then they're hooked and they have to stay on board with it until they just can't get any more and um and the person kind of laughed and said yeah 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 but i'm being i i don't know if this has been your experience but it has completely completely been my experience that that all of my friends, who knew nothing about Smallville, once I showed them Smallville, were hooked. Completely hooked. In fact, uh, back during the summer between Season 2 and Season 3, uh, I had a I had a friend who was in college, and she didn't have uh, the WB, what was the WB at the time, in, in her dorm or where she was staying or on their cable or whatever. And so she asked me to record Smallville for her. This was when it still came on Tuesday nights. And when she'd come home on the weekends, I'd hand her tape, you know, with two or three episodes on it. And then the next time she came back, she'd give me that tape back. And then I'd give her another tape with two or three episodes on it. And and that's kind of how things rolled. Well, I was sitting in my office one day, and one of my best friends comes to me. And and, and she and her husband uh, are, are like my best friends in the world around here. And, and I said, look, hand this to your husband and to Jonathan. I said, you probably won't like it. He will, because, you know, Jonathan and I'd kind of been into the Superman thing a little bit together and, and that sort of thing. So she said, all right, you know, didn't think much about it. Well, they were sitting at home that night bored, and they're like, let's put this in, see what Steve gave us. And, um, and I don't know what episode it was. I know it was some season two stuff. I got a call two days later because I gave him two tapes, about six episodes, I think. I got a call two days later. And it's her, and she's like, Steve, we have got to talk. We need more Smallville. How do we get more Smallville? We need to watch this show. What, what are we doing? And so we go out to eat, and we spend like two hours sitting at a Ruby Tuesday, and they're asking me all kinds of questions about Smallville. And so I was able to loan them. I think the Season 1 DVD came out around that time, and so I was able to loan them that, and, and we were able to talk through some things. I had the the Season 2 finale you know on tape and so we were able to watch that and then when season three hit we were watching it every wednesday night together because at that point it moved to wednesday nights and we were watching it every wednesday night together and having a blast and and that has been my experience from then on that anytime someone looks and they kind of turn their nose up at smallville i say well watch this one episode with me or if they just even show us remote interest i'm like watch this one and they get hooked and that leads me to think what is the appeal of this show. Why do people like this show so much? And and so here are a few thoughts. Number one, and, and you can't deny this. I don't like it. I don't I wish it wasn't this way. But the love story, the Shippers. You know, the the shippers, all the ships on the show, the relationships, are one of the reasons people really dig on this show. Through the first season, Clark pining away for Lana was cute. And you were really rooting for this really great guy to get with this really great girl. I mean, because the, the one thing that came across about Lana in that first season is she was a pretty well-adjusted kid for having lost her parents to a meteor right in front of her eyes. Um yeah, she went out to the graveyard and talked to him. But you know what? That's one of those things you can almost understand her doing as a child. I mean, how many times have we seen that repeated in in film and in in, in literature where someone just goes out to the grave and they speak, you know, because they're just trying to make some connection with parents they never really knew that well. And And so – but she really came across as a very well-adjusted person to the point that when Whitney left – you kind of felt for her, and you felt for Whitney, and you felt for Clark because you knew it was going to be hard for them to kind of get together. You know, <clears throat> then as they tackle in the end of the season, and Clark and Chloe start to hook up, everyone that's a Chloe fan, which is most people, were really getting excited that Clark and Chloe were going to be together. When you hit season two, and, and the Clark Chloe stuff starts to kind of go south, and and then Lana and Clark start to go south, but then Lana and Clark pick things back up, and you know, a, a lot of people, I can totally see where they got into it now by the time we hit season three um, and the tables were turned there midway through where Lana didn't want to have anything to do with Clark, we go through the whole Adam situation. I'll be honest with you. When Lana got on that plane to Paris, I was like, well, maybe she'll be gone for a few episodes and not come straight back. Um, I was kind of done with the Lana Clark thing. And they did a decent job of playing that down through the fourth season, of playing the whole Clark pining away for Lana during the fourth season. With enough of the drama and enough of the shipperness there that um, that, that people were still hooked. But you cannot deny that that's one of the compelling factors of this show or all the relationships. That, and, and, you know, anytime you throw relationships in the mix, you've got intense drama. And Smallville has some very compelling drama from... From the Jonathan Kent Lex Luthor relationship, from the Kent Lionel relationship, from the Lionel to everyone relationship, to, to Lex's journey down into darkness, you know, it's, it's a very dramatic thing that, that's going on. And anytime you get really good compelling drama, it sucks people right in. And when people call me having been into like the third season, like, Oh my gosh! This is amazing. What is? Yeah, I can't believe this. You got to tell me what's going to happen. You got to do this. You got to do that. And it's and it's, you just got to watch. You just got to watch. And and it's and as you hit, and I guess it's because all this stuff really overshadows the sci-fi stuff. You know, you've got the whole show opens with a scene of a ship flying past the moon in this. You know, meteor field, in this, in this meteor shower, it opens in a very science fiction-y way. But they do a great job, in every, and especially through season one, there were so many Freak of the Week episodes. They do a great job of downplaying that and upplaying the drama so that your non-sci-fi fans, your non-Superman fans, really start to get into it. And I'll tell you this, of all the people who have watched Smallville that I have gotten into the show I would say ninety percent of them become Superman fans in the end. Which is not a bad thing at all because you're actually promoting the greatest hero of all time. And I just you know, and that's really cool. You have people who watch the show, they start and they start really pulling for Clark. You know, they're really wanting him to get everything he wants because they see that Clark is a genuinely good guy. And you know, that's the one thing that if if I had a complaint About the show in in recent seasons, it's that that aspect of Clark has kind of been taken away from the character of Clark Kent, of him just being a genuinely good guy. We started to get it back last season, but through season five and through especially season six, you know there was a lot that Clark was doing that was very selfish and it was very much, you know, yeah, he was trying to stave the phantoms, he was trying to do this, but his pining for Lana, all the stuff that he did, you know, all you know, he got very self centered. And, and he almost, he lost, it seemed like a lot of the things that had been instilled to him by Jonathan and Martha. And so now I think he's being pushed back into having to accept those things and refine those things in himself. And, uh, and, and, but people I think really get behind this kid who's just a good kid. And, and they want to see him do well and they want to see him embrace his destiny. They want to see him get the girl. They want to see him succeed. But things just keep mounting up against him and it's hard, you know, and you really you hate seeing this guy who can do all these great things and who does so much for people just be so lonely and sad. And so you got I think that's an appeal for a lot of people just as they sit there and pull for Clark. Then there were a lot of people pulling for Lex. And I don't mean they're like, Oh, I hope he wins. I hope Evil wins a day. I have some friends that were just hoping they'd totally screw up the mythos and Lex would end up being a good guy. Because that's how much they genuinely liked Lex going throughout this show now by season after lexmas i think which was in season five i think a lot of people like wow he's just a jerk he's going for the power not for the not for the true happiness in life and you know and that is lex luther you know that is that was the beginning of really his big steps toward darkness until ultimately killing his father and and completely embracing that darkness and so i think that there were a lot of people pulling for Lex to, to be good. I also think there were a lot of people pulling for Lex to just make a decision. You know, the one thing that was very frustrating about Lex is Lex tried to ride the fence through several seasons of this show. He wanted to be the good guy. He wanted to be the hero, but he didn't want to let go. He didn't want to sacrifice the things he needed to sacrifice to do that. He wanted to continue his underhanded ways of dealing. He wanted to continue trying to play the games that his father instilled in him to play. Instead of letting all that go and just being good and in, in, in jumping off the fence, he tried to ride the fence. And, and that's ultimately that's a neat Thing that I just thought of there by the way, of how that could that has really played into the downfall of Lex is what he was unwilling to let go of to actually be the good guy he wanted to be, you know, and then you can't ignore the geek aspect and i'm going to make a comment here that may or may not be controversial i don't know I think there's a little geek in everybody when it comes to the science fiction stuff. I think that um that when you start talking about someone with all these powers, with the ability to save the world and, and that kind of stuff, I think it genuinely makes people excited. And I think people genuinely get interested, and they genuinely get on board with the concept because I think there's a geek in everybody. I think every you know, I think everyone wishes they could fly. I think that just about everyone has some part of their imagination that this stuff captures, and and so when when you have stuff that resonates with With your emotions, with all the shipper stuff and all the drama and really pulling for some of these characters, along with the stuff that's resonating with some part of your imagination, it just really brings some stuff out in you. You know, you you look at the fans of Smallville. The fans of Smallville are very passionate about the show, and a lot, a lot, a lot of the fans of Smallville didn't come to the table as Superman fans. And and so I think that as they discover this character, and that's where I say to anyone who really belittles the character of Superman and who says he's not accessible and he's not appealing to audiences, I would look to you and say, yes, he is. You just have to know him right, and you have to be able to get inside his head because the truth is, is this character of Superman has been appealing to a lot of audiences now for going on eight years. And so... That that's where I stand on the issue. You know, you, you've got your shippers, your love story, your drama, the people pulling for Clark and Lex, and other individual characters, and you've got this geek aspect where the just the, because really, and what I mean by that is is people's imaginations are captured, not only into what could be in the show, not only for what could be in this character, but what could be for me. You know what? Wow, just imagine being able to do these things. It'd be so awesome to know someone like this. It'd be so awesome to to be able to be a person like this. And as their imaginations are captured, they just you know they they buy into this thing. So, what is the appeal of Smallville for you? You give us an email, shout out to us, tell us what what you have liked most and what has kept you on with this show for eight years, if you've been watching from the beginning, or for two years, if you've only been watching it for two years, or just for this past season. What has kept you going with this show with Smallville? We'd love to hear from you. Mail at smallvillepodcast.com. Well, as I said, it's going to be a short one. It is a short one. It has been a short one. And we appreciate you listening, coming up on 100 episodes. It's been a neat ride for me. Uh, You'll hear more about that in episode 100, though, I'm sure. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, however you listen to the podcast. Thank you for doing so. It means a lot to us. It means the world to us. You can email us at mail at smallvillepodcast.com, or you can email us directly, Derek at smallvillepodcast.com, steve at smallvillepodcast.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you when it comes to the show. We also have, and I've got to see if I have it written down here, um... A voicemail line that you can actually send us voicemails and tell us what you think of the show. Um, and I don't have, I don't have one of those. Daggummit! We have a voicemail line. You can go back and listen to other shows, and Derek says it. So, <laughs> and call us in. We'd love to hear from you before the hundredth episode with your comments and and things about what you've enjoyed about shoe and that sort of thing so love to hear from you thanks again for joining us i always do terrible at sign out so i'm just going to say a oh, bye